Well, good evening. Welcome to DidYouHearThat.com. My name is Jeff Hare. Glad to be back. It, uh, it's been a few days. I was in the hospital for about a week or so. Uh, nothing serious. Well, any time you're in the hospital for a week is something, but uh, uh, we're, I think we're okay now and we're on our way. I did get home in time for Christmas, Christmas Eve. I got home Friday, so uh, I'm glad of that. But uh, in spite of that, uh, we're no worse for the wear. I wish you all out there a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for sticking with me and coming back, and I I appreciate it very much. And uh, I think for tonight, what I'm going to do, I wanted to do this last week, but as I I told you, I was a little bit incapacitated. I want to give a Christmas list of some of our favorite sports heroes, of some of our favorite sports sports personalities that we know around uh, the area and... What can we talk about? Well, let's just start that out. What if we could give anybody what they want for Christmas? What would uh, here's what I would assume their list would be. Start with number one, Jed Hoyer. Of course, he's the uh, you know he's the head of the Chicago Cubs. He's the uh, guy going out and finding players for the Cubs. Weapons. He needs weapons, and we all know that. Um, basically, what I would would say to Hoyer is is you know if you don't have the stomach for the the crazy contracts and and hey, I don't blame you. I don't either. You know, let's let's get some building blocks. Let's make it organic. Let's make a move up there. Now, I'm not telling you anything we don't know, but you know, sometimes we pull up a uh, uh, two thirty hitters that are on their way out, and we bring them in thinking they're going to be the answer. Isn't really the answer. We've got to really put the scouting department really got to put a concentrated effort to find players that can fit the system, create a system, fit that system, and and work through. This is what they did in uh, 2013 and 2014. They brought in building blocks, players that they could build around. Anthony Rizzo was there. Uh, they brought in John Lester. They brought in uh, uh, Jason Hayward, brought in a guy like Ben Zobris, who was a glue that kind of held it all together. And then you started uh, bringing in all the young players and put it all together. Hey, pay the money or, or, or build, but just really standing there not doing a whole lot. Uh, I mean, let's be honest about it. They made some, they made some players this year, but they're, they're, they picked some players up this winter, but there's really not enough to, not enough to turn the needle at all. So that's what I would say to Jed. So how about talk, how about number two? How about Justin Fields? If we can give Justin Fields anything, what would it be? I think I know what I'd give him. I'd find him a wide receiver, about six three, six four, about a four four guy. And I understand those guys are hard to find, but this is the NFL. A guy that uh, has got a little bit of speed can get away from people, go up and get the ball, and he's got a lot of nasty in him. A lot of nasty in him. That's what we need. Somebody go up there and get that football and come down with that uh, little snarl on his face, uh, kind of the old T.O. thing, you know? Hey, you're not going to beat me. I got you. If you look at the great receivers in the game, they all have that attitude. Every one of those guys, they want the ball and they are, they are going to do everything they can to get it. And they're not going to let you get it from them. That's what we need for Justin Fields. Just a bad receiver that can just get downfield. I mean, bad, obviously good receiver, but I mean, just a badass receiver that can get downfield, get the ball, go up and get it and then come down and instead willing to take people with. Anyway, let's go to number three. How about Aaron Rodgers? What would we give Aaron Rodgers for Christmas? You know, Aaron, I t- I, I'll tell you what I'd give him. Dose of humility. Hey, when he was younger and winning, it was fun. He could say anything he wanted to. It was cute. It was fun. It was A.A. Ron being A.A. Ron, right? I mean, we all knew that. Now that you get old and you're not as successful, even if you are successful, but now that you get older, it gets tacky. You start running your mouth off and saying stupid things, and you think everyone's going to forgive you. Well, it doesn't look as good. And now, Aaron, he's at the point where he should be more of an elder statesman in the league and and kind of helping grow the league and move the league on. It's just too easy for him just to say stupid things again. And I kind of like to see him get past that. 
Anyway, next, Jason Hayward. What would we give Jason Hayward for Christmas? I know what I'd give Jason Hayward. I think maybe an opportunity in the front office or a coaching position. Uh, he's earned it, not only with what he did for the Cubs, but what he did when he was younger. I know he's not comfortable in that role. He said that repeatedly. But his leadership, what he did for the 2016 team, what he did for the team since then, he's older. He's with the Dodgers in the minor leagues. Let's be honest about it. There's too many players there. He's not going to be what he was. If he is, hey, all the power to him. I, I'll stand back and give him all the props in the world. But I really would like to see him continue in the game in some way, shape, or form and uh, continue to play and do what he can. All right, I continue to to give to the game and, and help the young players as best that he can. How about Steve Cohen? Steve Cohen's the owner of the New York Mets. What would we give Steve Cohen for Christmas? I, I, hey, for his sake, a World Series. Cubs can't have it. Give it to the Mets. And not that I'm a Mets fan, but I tell you what, you spend this kind of money and you don't win. Huh. I tell you, it, 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 in New York, he spent a half million dollars, half a billion dollars on salary and you don't win. You know, George learned that, Simon learned that a long time ago. When you bring, start bringing in high-priced players, you do win. You figure out a way to do it. You fire a coach, a general manager, you fire somebody, but you figure out a way to win. Steve Cohen is going to be in that same situation because you spend a half a billion dollars and don't win, you're in trouble. Next, how about the Big Ten Conference? They're bringing in UCLA and USC. What would you give them? Well, i tell you what I would do. You got these new TV deals. You got the West Coast teams coming in. You're looking for more expansion, according to what Kevin Warren said the other day. Well, as poker players would tell you, when you go all in, you got to be careful. And the only thing I would say to the Big Ten is if you're going to bring everyone in, just be sure you're watching your back. Be sure you're making the right moves. Be sure you're not doing it just for the sake of doing it. You know, it's fun. Hey, we're the Big Ten. We're going to have all these great TV deals. That's fine. Hey, great. Super. I'm a Big Ten fan. I'm an Iowa fan, as everyone knows. Hey, I'd love to see it. But don't make hasty mistakes just because you think you got to. What's Rutgers doing in the Big Ten, if anybody wants to know? I mean, I mean, I understand why they want the New York audience and all that kind of stuff, but what are they really contributing? And just let's not get caught in a situation where the Big Ten's bringing in other people just for the sake of bringing in people. And that'd be the only thing I'd say for them. How about next up? Uh, let's see if I can read my, my writing here. How about sports fans? What would I give all sports fans across the country? Well, let's be honest about what reality is right now, okay? What reality is right now in sports, as we all know, it's about pay-per-view. It's about streaming services. It's about games being on different channels and different networks and different this and different that. Hey, for Christmas sports fans, I want to give you peace, money, and patience to try to figure out what your team's playing. <laughs> we saw it this last year with the Cubs. I mean, one night they're playing on Apple. Next night they're playing on uh, Peacock. Next night they're on Marquee. Just, you know, if you want to do all this stuff, and let's be honest, it's reality. It's never going to change. It's never going back to WGN, never going to go back to free TV. That's just the contracts aren't set up that way anymore. Uh, just make it easier so we can figure it out. Just make it, you know. I, I know and I'm trying to be naive and maybe it's not as hard as I'm making it, but I tell you, I, I spend a lot of time, my, you know, people calling me up or sending me messages all the time in my role with uh, True Blues and asking, hey, what uh, what channel is this game on tonight? It shouldn't be that hard for people to watch sports, especially if you're paying for it. And to assume that everyone knows how to get Apple or everyone knows how to get uh, Peacock or everybody knows how to how to turn tune marquee in, sometimes irresponsible and it just maybe make it a little bit easier for people. Uh, what's next? Who else do we want to have? How about Brett Bielema? How about Brett? 
I love Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema was a great Iowa Hawkeye. Played for the Hawks, did great things. Someone is a walk-on. Turned out to be an outstanding player for Iowa. Turned out to be a captain. Became an assistant coach. Great recruiter. Brett doesn't have many enemies in Iowa. None. I'm outside of fake field goal in 2010 when he was at Wisconsin that I still cry about every year when Iowa plays Wisconsin. Brett uh, has a lot of people that support him. And that said, I'd like to see Brett continue to do well at Illinois. So for my Christmas present for Brett Bielema, 12-1. and one. Losing to Iowa, of course. We're not going to give him that. But <laughs> wish him all the best at Illinois. They had a great season. He's doing great things at Illinois. And again, we can say what we want to, but if you're an Iowa fan, he's one of us. He really is. He may have moved on, but he's still one of us. He graduated Iowa. He's got the tattoo on his leg, the Tiger Hawk. But again, hey, he can be 13-1. and one. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> anyway, a couple others. How about referees and umpires? Folks, the biggest problem right now hurting youth sports, hurting sports totally, is lack of officials and umpires. It is. I'm, I'm an official. I'm an ex-official. I've told you many, many times. I've, I've officiated many, many years. Football, baseball, basketball. Did a little wrestling, tore my knees up back, I don't know how many years ago. The thing, I, it was tough then. And that I got out of officiating in 2018. It was tough then. Right now, it's in a whole different realm right now. Uh, referees are getting assaulted all the time. They're getting injured or getting beat up. Some are getting killed, and it has happened. Google it. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now. The biggest thing that's going to kill sports is if we lose our umpires and our officials because there are not replacements. Leagues all over the country at all levels, varsity level, cannot find officials, cannot find umpires. The fans are out of control. And, you know, the funny thing about it is you line up 100 fans. I used to say this when I was doing it. You line up 100 fans, they're all going to say, I don't yell at the umpires, and then they get mad. Call your kid out, call the kid out, and call third strike, and they're screaming at you. I had a lady yelling at me one time saying I kept her kid from playing in the majors. I said, really? He's 13 years old. The pitcher's across the plate. How did I keep him out of the major leagues? Well, no one's ever struck him out before. I didn't strike him out. I just said where the pitch was. <laughs> but that's the problem. I'm a good-sized guy. No one's messing with me. But a lot of guys have problems, and it's been problems. It's been problematic. This has to stop, and it has to stop now. I got a lot out of umpiring. I got a lot out of officiating. Uh, far more than I ever gave to it. I mean, I loved it with everything. But I don't think I'd do it today. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm older now, but I mean, if I was that age, right now with what these guys are going through, not being able to get off the field or not being able to get off the, out of the out the court. I did a basketball game one time. We had to, you know, you always, now you do basketball, you have to have security coming in and coming out because it's just too tough. But it has to stop. And that's the thing I wish for all my my fellow officials and all my fellow referees. Guys, I'm in your court. I'm doing everything I can, anything I could possibly do. I mean, I'm writing letters. I'm uh, signing petitions. I'm doing everything. We've got to help protect our guys out there. And finally, for the last Christmas present tonight, how about Tom Brady? I mean, <laughs> just got done watching him. Tampa Bay beat Arizona here, field goal in overtime. Everybody knew they were going to. I don't think at any point in time, even when Arizona's up by 10 in the fourth quarter, I don't think anybody really thought Arizona's going to win the game. Tom, let's give you a – maybe you'll pay your ARP bill for a couple bills in a couple of years. You're associated with retired persons. Uh, 
I like Tom Brady. I would never tell him to retire. I, I followed him at Michigan. I followed him all the way through. In fact, I followed him in high school when he was at Sarah High School or J. Sarah High School in, uh, in uh, uh, Northern California. He was a, an adequate player. He was never a great player there, but he's a good player. Somehow he got himself talked into Michigan and really never had any kind of success there. And uh, uh, the biggest success he had when he was a senior, they, they, he worked his way. The, the story about Brady was that he went to Lloyd Carr, the coach, and said, hey, what am I going to do to play? And Lloyd Carr says, well, this is what you got to do. Bing, 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 bing. Give him a list of stuff. And Tom's sisters and his mom and dad said, hey, you need to transfer. This guy's never going to play you. Brady says, no, no one tells me I can't play. And Brady went out and outworked everybody, got the job, led Michigan to a couple big wins, including over uh, Alabama. And I believe it was the Citrus Bowl. Maybe it was the Orange Bowl. I think it was the Citrus Bowl where he uh, pulled the game out of the hat and beat Alabama and uh, hit it getting a number six round draft pick by the New England Patriots and the rest we know is history. Tom's 45 years old right now. Now I've been around sports since I was in a capacity as a player, as an umpire, uh, official, administrator, a coach, a writer, sports writer, a broadcaster, an administrator. I think I may have said that. Father time never loses. And the only thing that worries me about Brady is, I, I, hey, I'm glad he's winning. I'm glad he's playing. I'm glad he's having fun. You know, he's all, but he's lost his marriage. He's lost his family over football. He's already won more than anyone's ever going to win, made more money than is humanly possible. I just don't want to see anything terrible happen. I just don't want to see a linebacker get loose on a blitz or something and just really, really do some damage to him. And that's the thing that just concerns me there. So, Tom, great win. I mean, the guy's incredible. We know he's incredible. Who's going to argue with that? But, man, maybe, just maybe, it might be time to step out. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to be the one who wants to play next year. Hey, I'll be watching his games, cheering and yelling and screaming and just hoping that the offensive line holds because I don't want to see him get hurt. Anyway, thank you. I just wanted to kind of get out tonight and let you know I'm on live and everything's fine. And uh, I'm glad to be back. I'll have some more stuff coming out this week on this site, uh, which not can be heard off Apple. By the way, Apple picked us up, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Spotify, of course, we've been doing business with Spotify and, of course, the Anchor app. And thankful to thankful to all of them for, for what this has been. I never expected we'd get anywhere with this. I just did it as fun, and it's still fun. I enjoy every minute of it talking to you, and I appreciate everything you guys do. And uh, we'll go from there. Have a happy new year. If I, and, uh, again, a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Happy New Year. Be safe. Lots of terrible weather in the east. We know that. I'm sitting in California today. I played pickleball today. 72 degrees in, in Los Angeles today beautiful day but uh it's terrible everywhere else and uh to all everybody out there please please be careful thank you this is jeff have a good evening